It's the E-Commerce Minute, your daily dose of e-commerce, tech, and retail news with your hosts, John Suter, Bart Moraz, and Brittany Blackman. The E-Commerce Minute is a production of Sumo Heavy, a digital commerce consulting firm located in Brooklyn, New York, and Philadelphia. Find us on the web at sumoheavy.com. It's E-Commerce Minute episode 666. In today's episode, Amazon tests AI-powered customer support agents. You may think Amazon is evil. That's why it's episode 666. (laughs) Amazon has put a lot of time and money into securing the title of most convenient service. But part of being a convenient service provider means that your customer service has to be nearly immaculate. After all, isn't poor customer service one of the most inconvenient parts of online shopping? Between reports of unhelpful and busy customer support teams and fake customer service scams, it was only a matter of time before Amazon addresses the huge elephant in the room. Amazon has begun testing two neural network-based systems, one that can handle common customer service requests automatically, and one that helps customer service agents respond to customers even more easily. The automated agents use machine learning rather than rules and refer requests they can handle to human representatives, enabling them to tackle a broader range of interactions. That's opposed to Amazon's old flowchart system that specifies responses to particular inputs. In randomized trials, they've been comparing the new neural agents to the existing rule-based systems using a metric called automation rate. Automation rate combines two factors, whether the automated agent successfully completes a transaction without referring it to a customer service representative, and whether the customer contacts customer service a second time within 24 hours. According to that metric, the new agents significantly outperform the old ones. Amazon says that in a new customer-facing system, it's using a template ranker where an AI model chooses among hand-authored response templates that allows it to control the automated agent's vocabulary. These templates are general forms of sentences with variables for things like product names, dates, delivery times, and prices, and the model is able to incorporate new templates with little additional work because it's pre-trained on a data set of interactions between customers and representatives. Basically, because the template ranker has seen many responses that don't fit its templates, it's learned over time several general principles for ranking certain random sentences or requests. This is a lot to unpack, but we'll be sure to report back when it is actually launched. A lot of jargon there. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I understand what's happening here. And I've said all along, when chat customer service first came out, you'd see it and it was like kind of a novelty and it was like, oh, we're going to incorporate customer chat on our on our e-commerce website. It's going to solve our all problems. More times than not, the AI could not answer your question. It would mm-hmm. just, again, go through a boilerplate of, hello, can I help you? And then you type something, sorry, let me get you customer service. Yeah. But what Amazon is doing here is they're they're basically setting it up to grow. Listen, I don't know the deep knowledge of this technology here. It's AI powered. I, I understand what AI are or AI is. And it's basically saying that this thing is going to learn and grow over time. And I know that we're eventually going to get to a point where you will probably not be able to tell if it's an AI or not. And I don't care as long as we can get the answers we need and more importantly, if, if other e-commerce firms can adopt this technology, I don't know if Amazon would sell it or if others are developing a third party that you can bolt onto your site. But I think this is a positive move because what happens if you, you know, you've got a busy e-commerce site, then you've got to have some sort of customer service set up, whether it's you're farming out a call team somewhere else, or you're even trying the AI or a combination of the two. The quicker that you can respond to a customer complaint or assist a customer is going to be 
obviously more favorable impression to the customer and leading to more repeat sales. I know that's kind of Captain Obvious, but I think this <laughs> is it's a good step, even though if it's just freaking Amazon. I will also say that like some of the clothing companies that are doing like the like you know customer service chat actually are like surprisingly good like i'll be like hello like i'm a size whatever and like i don't know if this will fit me and they're like really good at like telling me what's gonna fit me right like i don't like the clothing ones are getting way better than they used to be like before they'd be like hello Brittany, can i help you and i'd be like yeah sure like my order number is whatever and it's missing an action. And then I'd be ghosted and yeah. And, yeah. and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess here. And I'm going to say that I guess in particular with clothing. So let's compare that to say Amazon or someone who, who has a general merchandise seller. If you've narrowed it down to clothing, then they've already narrowed down the parameters of, you know, and especially if it's just women's clothing, then you've narrowed it down even further to different parameters like size. Well, there's only a, an infinite, uh, there's only a finite amount of sizes. There's only a finite amount of styles. There's only a finite, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they can actually narrow it down to a point where they're able to accurately answer the question without any human inter intervention. In the case of Amazon, where you've got millions, millions, right. literally, literally millions down to like from cable chargers to exercise bikes, it's much harder to do that. So what they're doing is they're relying on these pre-made scripts that says, well, if the guy has an exercise bike, what are the 10 things that could go wrong? Mm -hmm. And that's a lot harder to do. And that takes a lot more manpower. And, and there's still going to be a lot of, you know, as I just said, manpower, woman power, whatever it is, human, human interface that's still going to be involved there. It's not going to put customer service people out of work just yet. But, mm -hmm. you know, it could happen in the near future. We don't know. So I actually have a specific example of the type of like journey that customers dealing with counterfeit problems have to go through. So a prime member named Al Velez said that his trouble started Sounds when he made up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Al. when he used Google to search for Amazon customer services phone number. And he was basically like somebody answered immediately and said that they were with Amazon support desk. Mm, mistake number one. Go yeah. <laughs> turned out, as you may have guessed, it wasn't an actual representative from Amazon. And hours later, someone delivered to his doorstep an Amazon bag that had eight Amazon gift cards, each worth a hundred dollars that he said he never ordered. <laughs> no. So wow. when he contacted the bank, they said that $800 had been taken from his account. And they always do it in $100 increments because that's yep. how they get away. That's how I, I, you've had your debit card. Hack. Oh my God. Yeah. They always buy the Walmart gift cards. All right. Continue. So what happened? So Got basically he gained access to his whole Amazon account through that call, ordered the gift cards, stole money from the cards using the numbers on the back before the guy even had a chance to use them. And basically the moral of the story here is like not only was like customer service like poor generally on sites like Amazon, but there's also like a huge market for fake customer service. Uh, yes. Yeah, there's there's a big market in fake customer service. There's a bunch of stories that I can tell, but I don't have time to tell it now. But there's one where when you have a PC and you get that message that says, you know, please, Windows servers, please call. And then it goes to a call center somewhere overseas. Well, this guy actually was able to hack into the call center and hack into their cameras and could talk to these people and watch them as they were trying to rip him off. And he would call them out. 
he did a whole series and then the BBC picked it up and made a show out of it. It was really cool. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's called Something the Scammer, Something Scammer. Uh, didn't do good research here, but I have to find it here on go to YouTube. All right, close this moment with a little stat time. Amazon's chatbot adoption is on trend. Garner predicts they'll power 85% of all customer service interactions by the end of the year 2020, and there's a good reason for the continued growth. Roughly 62% of customers are open to the use of AI to improve their experiences, and an estimated 30% of U.S. service positions could be automated through chatbots, saving an estimated $23 billion with a B in annual salaries. 54% of customers think companies need to fundamentally transform how they engage. That's according to Salesforce. And finally, a staggering 73% of customers say that an extraordinary experience with one company raises their expectations of others. That's also courtesy of Salesforce. Anything else? Nope. All right. That's your e-commerce minute for today. We'll see you on the internet tomorrow. That's it for today's show. If you like the show, do us a favor and subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And don't forget, you can now listen to the e-commerce minute on your Amazon device. Just add e-commerce minute to your flash briefing. And finally, if you have a comment or suggestion or just want to say hi, find us on social media at Sumo Heavy. <laughs>